Welcome to Story Talking, Episode 7. This episode, my guest is Abigail Liagiba. She is a 16-year-old from the Philippines who has been writing on Launchora for a while, and she is by far the youngest person we're featuring in LSP. And when I talk to people like her, it just it makes me really happy. A little envious because people are so talented at such a young age, but it just mostly makes me really proud to be a part of Launchora where people like her can can find a platform where they can share what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and, and making us a part of their their experience growing up. And um, yeah, so I, I hope you like this episode. We talk a lot about poetry. We talk a lot about how she does it, how she comes up with the stuff she writes. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun for me. So here is episode seven of Story Talking with Abigail Liagiba. My mom uh, loves writing. She she pushes me to um, do my write-ups. Like she encourages me, and she's one of the reasons why um, I love Lanchora. Have you read the stuff that she writes? Mm, no, but I've read her diary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Diaries are way more personal than than yeah. stories. <laughs> she lets me read them sometimes. And these are like diaries from now or when she, from when she was younger? I read a diary when she was pregnant, yeah. With and you? Pregnant, yeah, and my brother. And her journey, yeah. Sometimes she writes poems about us. Uh, I barely read her stuff. Did you know when you started writing that your mom was also someone who wrote or, or did you find that out later? My earliest memory of writing was when I was in nursery, I think, or somewhere in preschool. But uh, I found out that my mom, you know, writes poems, writes stuff, yeah. general stuff. When I was in, I think, high school or elementary, late elementary days. I don't know. Um. Well... She's a teacher and she teaches like poetry and creative writing, but I don't think she has ever taught me anything about it. It's like she tells me that it's innate in me. What? Wow, it's innate. <laughs> well, she says that, you know, in, in our genes, like I said, yeah, wow, yeah. mom, wow. <laughs> But, so yeah. she's she's kind of taking credit without really teaching you. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah. She's a fun person, though. That's nice. Yeah. When I was your age, I was nowhere near this, I don't know, expressive. I, w I think the word would be expressive. I had no intention of letting anyone inside my head, you know? Yeah. How did you come to this? this realization or was it even a thought for you that I'm gonna turn things in my head into poetry and I'm gonna share it with other people? Well for me I just 
I don't know, it just comes into my mind like whenever I ride a jeepney, you know, a public transportation vehicle here, I would think yeah. about these things and like I would see the people around me and I would think like what would be their story? What what is the story of their life? Like if I see, you know, a random stranger in the crowd and they stand out like I want to write about this person. It's nice and Sometimes I write what I usually see in people in general. I I write about uh, you know the possible stories of people like writers. Like I see in Manchara that people do write about their experiences, and I read them every night. You know, I scroll Manchara and everything, mm-hmm. and I can see that they you know, write about how their heart bleeds for this person, how, yeah. yeah. And I thought about turning it to poetry with some of my you know, experiences in life. But yeah, it's somehow influenced by people around me. Yeah, those that and other works, you know, that I read on Lanchara, it influences my ideas and thoughts but I don't know, it just comes into my mind and yeah, that's it. I just turn it into poetry. Although the process may be very, very difficult at times yeah. because I can't get the words like it's stuck it's stuck inside. But at times it just really flows. And the last time that I felt that was when I wrote if you break a writer's heart, I guess, because that time people were writing about how their heart got broken by this person, by that person, their experiences, and etc. Uh, that's how I come up with those ideas, and that's how I imagine things as well. Yeah. I think that was a very unique way of of commenting on the way you wrote it, on on what is really happening out there because you know the one thing i mean i'm guessing that you you grew up with social media and facebook already you know out there so i mean i'm gonna sound like an old person but you know (laughs) facebook started when i was uh 15 Mm -hmm. something like that 2004 2005 and I was 15, yeah. And I got on Facebook when I was, I think, 2006 or seven, And not because of, like, I didn't want to. I think my girlfriend at the time wanted me to go on Facebook because I was moving away to go to college. And mm-hmm. she thought Facebook would be a good way for us to stay in touch because it was free. And I was never a social media person. Like, I never wanted... Like I said, you know, I didn't want people to know my life. Because even I didn't know who I was, so I didn't want people to see me going in, in progress, you know. And it wasn't until that I started the whole Longora thing and I started seeing what people were writing that I realized that especially with people who grew up with social media and, and Facebook and Instagram and all these platforms that it is a part of 
it is a part of your I guess your experience as a person yeah. to to share who you are at the moment. And and when you wrote that, you know, though if you break a writer's heart, I think it was really interesting to see that you were kind of commenting on how you were talking to all the people who wrote that, you know, about heartbreak. Yeah. And you were saying that, oh, it's okay, guys. You know, if yeah. your heart's broken, it's good. I mean, it's not great. Yeah, it's not but great. But it's not that bad because you're going to come up with something really amazing because this is really good for you. This is, this is material for you. Yeah. And one reason that I wrote that is because I want people to realize that if your heart gets broken, there's still another another person, the right person waiting for you at the other end of the, your story, I guess. Yeah. So writing that was like writing for the people and like I was using the pen that they use as well. Like I wasn't expecting to have a lot of I mean recommends I guess and views yeah. because I thought that point was like, oh, it, it, it's not worth reading. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't like to say this, but I've got rejected for in our feature writing in our school. Yeah, I was accepted there. So, like, I was down, like, oh, this poem isn't worth reading anyway. I'll just post it here. Yeah. And then, whoa, boom, what's this? Way more people than your, than, may, way more people read it on Launcher than people in your school. Yeah. And I can see that um, other people can be uh, good writers. They're great writers. Like in my school, people write so beautifully. And I was like, my talent has no place in this world. <laughs> so yeah, just no. So yeah, it's an expected journey here. I'm not sure. I changed my life, but wow. I, well, that I'm I'm glad that that happened. I'm well, but you know that's the that's the funny thing about about having that perspective that it's not like. It's not like what you have to say is less important than anyone else. Yeah. And that, that's one thing about Launcher that I really, that I'm really proud of is that I don't think people here get intimidated by each other. Yeah. You know, one person could be really amazing, but that's just an opinion. If, if what you said is something that, that I really connect to, then I'm going to tell you that. And it doesn't matter if, if you used like you know really big words which other people think are really impressive you know yeah. like and like for me personally i could be i could be 45 and i still don't think i'll be able to write poetry because it's just not something that my brain clicks so far and so just far. finding the words like i can write anything like I can make words up, I can write sentences, I can talk forever. 
But if you told me to write two sentences that rhyme, I'm I'm gonna put so much pressure on myself that I won't be able to write the first sentence. It's just I, it's just that yeah. weird for me. Really, I have friends like who I so beautifully they have these words that I don't even understand. Like, if you really know me as a person, my vocabulary isn't that, you know. And then I read their poetry, I'm amazed. Like, how does this person do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's quite amazing. And I'm here like. Sitting like a potato, like oh, I'll write two rhyming sentences, and then here it goes, nothing. <laughs> and and those people, I have friends who, um, how 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 would I say this? They, um, the words they use are deep, okay. and yeah, their poems are very nice, but they think of themselves as not worth it because people do not appreciate their works because right. sometimes um, people uh, their recommends would be solo like their views would be like three or ten they would mm -hmm. get discouraged and I'd say that those numbers wouldn't define how beautiful your works are actually yeah yeah because there's beauty in poetry, there's beauty in stories, there's beauty in your work. And yeah, other people have their own opinions about it. But works, uh, poems, stories, their art, and art is beautiful. And yeah, it doesn't lessen the value of your work when you have, you know, I mean, few recommends, few views. So yeah, that's how I, in my early days in Lanchara, I would usually get ten recommends, and I would think that, wow, ten people like my poem. I mean, I don't know how I would feel if if I came to a place like this and I tried to say something, and I didn't get the attention I thought it deserved because. It's just these things, you know, we put them in our head that this is what I think is a good response and this is what I think is a bad response. And just giving yourself that, just going in with that mentality can can be tough because, like, I mean, in your case, you know, you were just happy that, you know, X amount of people liked what you read, but then you also were worried about all the people who didn't get that many you know, launches and recommends. I think we all have that um, that insecurity sometimes. Yeah. That, and I think no matter what level you're at, it kind of always stays, but it just changes. And even if, you know, even if you, like you said, that there's always, you look at the poetry that your friends in school write and you think that you know they're really amazing and when when you when you look at what you write you think differently i think we all have that a little bit with with someone and i mean the people that i'm a fan of i know that what i do is nowhere near what they do but then they also don't do what i do you know 
they're not yeah. they're not working with with my brain and I'm not working with their brain so it kind of works out my voice gets to be my voice your voice gets to be your voice yeah let's talk about the the first time you you wrote something do you remember when that was the first time i wrote something like back then when i was still a kid yeah 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 back when you were oh. still a kid <laughs> when we were packing our things when you we were leaving um i saw this old notebook like i had this when i was still six or five years old i was in preschool and at the back i saw my old handwriting like i wrote this i don't know synopsis synopsis of this fairy tale this barbie fairy tale that i just recently watched and i was like i'm just like wow i, I could write this <laughs> and i was amazed and not only that because I remember that I had this notebook when I was still in elementary that I would usually write poems and I saw my old poems and they were kind of cringy in a way. <laughs> but yeah, people only know that. I tried my best to harm with ah to harm to rhyme a word with this other word that doesn't connect with this sentence and wow. Uh rhyming was like something I want to do when I was still a kid and whenever the teacher would assign us or give this assignment to us to write a poem, I was the only person who would like smile and the rest of my classmates would just go, what? And then <laughs> I would insist to have this, just like um, four or five stanzas while my classmates would like say, no teacher, please just can it be only one to two stanzas? And well, the teacher would like, okay, the minimum would be three stanzas. And I was like, okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> yeah, I think I noticed that I love to write poems when I was still a kid. And the first time I wrote that that story, you know, um, a summary of that movie. Yeah. I remember I was with my cousin in a room and we were talking about that movie because I don't know, I was faster than a fairy. I was still a little kid back then. And out of the blue I just wrote her name, the, the fairy's name, on on that notebook. And then I started writing while my cousin was like arranging things in the room. And I remember that I was recalling the events that happened in the movie. And the weird thing is that I don't know why I wrote that. Maybe, I don't know. It's just an aftershock of watching the movie or whatever. Because I was a fan of Barbie back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the earliest things that I wrote, uh, I wrote words on my mom's book and she would never get mad at me like where is this book i wrote salmonella rhymes with flagella like what is that <laughs> what is that and then go rhymes with flow and then 
it was her book and she uses that book to like teach oh but wow. she just <laughs> allows me to write weird things and childish do you remember childish. when did you write that salmonella thing yeah i was in i don't know elementary like eight nine okay <laughs> it's pretty weird like i would like see this bright light in her lamp and then oh light rhymes with bright and i write <laughs> it in her book and she would just oh you're writing again okay <laughs> well go with your your thing over there that's yeah. really nice and she... fast forward a little bit. Yeah. So this was happening around when you were like seven, eight, nine, right? Yeah, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, okay. And at what point did you, you know, you talk about how you get on these when you travel and, you know, you're walking around and you see all these people. Yeah. Do you remember that? Was there any point where you felt this just sudden urge that, okay, I need to put this down, like something came in your head and you were like, oh, this really needs to be put down before I, before I either forget it or before, I, before it leaves my brain. Did you ever feel that? Yeah, almost every day, but I end up <laughs> like not, not posting it like, Okay, maybe I'll just leave this in the drafts. Maybe later. Yeah. yeah. There would be a time for this. There would be a time for that. Yeah. I do yep. that a lot. I, I start with a lot of the stuff that, I mean, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't written in a, in a while. But a lot of the stuff that I do write, it starts with these sentences or phrases. And I'll just, something will happen and I'll just write something down. And then I'll just let it be and hope that it becomes something someday. But that's, that's where, for me, that, that happens a lot where I just feel like, okay, this needs to be put down. But I, I don't have like, I don't have early memories of writing as much. First thing I wrote was in college. And that was, uh, that was actually almost nine years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. So right when you were writing. <laughs> so you and I started writing at the same time, kind of like around the yeah. same year, <laughs> wow. like 2008 and nine is when I, eight, eight is when I started writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. So what about that first, like around 11 and 12, what were you, what were you writing around that age? Poems, I guess. I was in grade six and grade five at that time. And we would usually like, compose songs for school activities. And I was one of those like saying that, oh, we should write this. We should um, include this. Oh, okay. I was inclined to music. Yeah, I was inclined to music. And I would usually write songs i guess yeah i i can listen to it now but it's still cringy so i won't <laughs> yeah the poems that i wrote back then are still cringy yeah 
um, in those years, I would usually write poetry. I think it's poetry. I would write like stories, but I don't know. I don't feel like publishing them or editing them or anything. Yeah. One of the things that I see a lot is, is people give up the creative part of themselves when they, when they get older. And one of the reasons why I made Launchura and the way the reasons we focus on getting more and more young people to start as early as possible is so that you don't lose that side of yourself as you get older. Because, you know, people go to college, people start working and they start, they, they get less creative, I think. And I, and I don't want, and that's why I think it's important for people to hear voices like yours to see that, oh, if you just, if you just, you know, try, and if you focus a little bit, if you really work hard on your, on, on what you're writing, you can, you know, come up with something that people can really like and appreciate and relate to. When you think about, this is what I want to write next, what, what's the first, like, challenge that comes in your head? Like, oh, I would really like to write about that. The challenge would be writing the first sentence, the first word. <laughs> like, yeah, it would, from that word, it would branch out. Okay. Like, from that word, it would depend on how your story goes. And the next word after that, and the next sentence after that. The challenge is connecting your thoughts together because sometimes you go from point A to point B, but how would you connect them together? That yeah. You need sometimes... I always needed like transitions from one thought to the other so that it would connect, like it wouldn't be out of place. That's the first challenge for me. Yeah. And is there anything that, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's fast forward to the yeah. future and imagine that you're, you're my age, okay? It's a lot farther away. Like yeah. the year is 2030, okay? Yeah. I'll be, I don't even want to say how old I'll be. Okay. I'll be, I'll be 40. <laughs> okay. So imagine that you're, you're, you're 28 and 12 years, it's 12 years from now. I'm, I don't know why I keep repeating it, but it's just okay. it's scaring me right now. <laughs> so... What do you think you're going to be, where do you want to be? Like, what do you think, where do you want to be creatively? Is there, is there a vision that you're like, you know what, I would really love to be there. Or this is what I think I, I hope I'm writing. Or this is what I hope I'm expressing. What do you think of if you, if I ask you to imagine that? Maybe at that age, I would go back to poetry because maybe previously I would explore a lot of writing styles, a lot of, yeah, something like that. And then maybe at a certain point in time, I would like go back to my old self, I guess, the, the way that I used to write. Yeah. And maybe from there, I would explore more. But from what I see, right now 
I'm afraid that I would get busy from my studies or my work because I'm planning to take up medicine. Maybe I'll end up writing medical stuff, I guess, <laughs> or something like that. Okay. Imagining how lives, like, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I would, I don't know, maybe I would dramatize about blood. I don't know <laughs> how it saves, how it kills. I don't know. Maybe you would write murder mystery novels. Who knows? No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I would, it's easier yeah. when you think of them, it's easier to write them than do them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been writing, I think, on Launcher for like almost six months, right? Something like that? I think I started on four months ago, I think. Four months ago? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Estimate. And what has that experience been like for you to to interact with people, to get to know all these people who are, you know, strangers, but you know, they yeah. they're telling you they re really connect with what you're saying and they're they're relating to what you're saying. How do you like how did that make you feel? Like interacting so, with all these with these strangers? Very, very overwhelming. Yeah. It's like a stranger comes up to you, hey, I saw your work and it was nice and I like it. <laughs> yeah, it would be and weird in real life. Yeah. It would be weird in real life, of <laughs> course. But people commenting on my stories, like these people have their own stories as well. They have their own lives and sometimes they have, they don't use use their names in real life in Anchara. Like they have pseudonyms like that. Mm -hmm. So these strangers are commenting on my work, on your works, everyone's work. Like this is amazing, and in real life, like encountering these kinds of people, like people who encourage you, people who um, appreciate your work, it's very overwhelming for me, especially when the person just came across your work. It feels overwhelming for me. You know, I I forgot to ask one thing in the beginning, and that yeah. was that I'm not sure what to call you because I your your name's Abigail yeah. and Christine. Like it's a middle name, first name thing. What's what's that? Well, um, my pseudonym is Abigail Liagiba, which is the Liagiba is. Um, it's just Abigail. I mean, yeah, it's just Abigail. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I deduced that very quickly. I am, I am, you know, <laughs> twenty-eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Abigail is my third name. Yeah, okay. I have three names. Yeah, Abigail is the middle name, and I have the surname. Yeah. Okay. I use that because people rarely. Call me Abigail. People call me like Christine and my other name. And when I realized that, how is Abigail like? And I was thinking that Abigail has another personality. I'm not saying that I have a split personality disorder though, 
but I mean, it's you're still yeah. young. You you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. You wrote you wrote a poem called Stillness and Rage. That's you know Dr. <laughs> Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Have you heard of that story? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. But well, one day you will hear about this story. No, I'm, oh, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> Um, when people call me Abigail, I would somehow feel uncomfortable. I don't know why, because maybe people rarely call me that, and then people call me that. And maybe I could use it as a good pseudonym in Lanchara, because it seems like that person is unknown. You do not know her. Yeah. And maybe in your life, I still do not know who Abigail truly is. Just she's me, of course. Yes. No, I mean maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I mean you chose. You said that earlier. You would feel a little uncomfortable when someone calls you Abigail, right? And then yeah, you chose it as your as your pseudonym because you want to find out. Who, yes, so who I you like are that. outside of who everyone else sees. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah. are the words that I wanted yeah. to say. I'll just, I'll, uh, you can repeat them. You can repeat what I said and I'll just make it sound like you said it. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Okay. No, no, <laughs> you can, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm joking, but you can also do it. <laughs> well, no, I don't. It's okay. See, the people listening to this won't know the difference because I'll just, we'll edit it out. So it'll sound like you said it and I'll be like, wow, that was really smart. I forgot what you said. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, scratch that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that, so we'll keep you as Abigail. Like when I, when, so when I talk to you, I'll just call you Abigail. It's easier. Yep. Okay. So, Abigail, did that make you uncomfortable at all? You can call that? No, it no, didn't make me uncomfortable. Okay, that's good. So, let's talk about stillness and rage and how yeah. much I absolutely loved it. And not just well, because I can't write it. So, it was there was a lot of envy involved. <laughs> lot of envy and I think I told you that like I think you put it on the garage right yeah and I was just I I so because of because of running Launchora it's hard for me to actually be a part of Launchora sometimes um, mm -hmm. so I don't get to go to the garage as much as I like and what, that was just one of those Things that I was just that day, and luckily I was on there, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, sure, I'll read it." And then I read it. And I'm like, "I have no idea what to tell this person. Why is this story even on the garage? Like, there's <laughs> nothing I can tell you to make it better." And that made me feel really uh, bad because I was oh. like, "Wait, I can't help you." And it was like, and then I had an existential crisis about my whole purpose. <laughs> like, wait, I made Launchera to help people, but I can't help you. 
So I just decided to say nice things instead because that's the only thing I feel like I can do. <laughs> I can just be like, okay, this is really cool. You know, I'm not at all going to, I'm going to try to ignore that you're a very young person who came up with this because of like a, and then you wrote the guide and in the guide you mentioned what happened before you wrote the, the story, right? Before? Yeah. And I was like, is, was that it? Like, yeah, that's all that, that happened? <laughs> and you came up with this? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes, you know, when we write, we're writing about ourselves. We're writing about what, who we are. But there are moments when what we write ends up becoming more about, more than just about us. And, and I guess maybe that's the, the indirect compliment I'm throwing here. But when I read your story, um, I could see how it was about me a little bit. And, yeah. and that's the wonderful thing about, about being, being a creative person that as much as these things are there for you to figure yourself out at, at their best, they can help someone else also figure themselves out. Yeah. Absolutely. So is there any other, uh, really normal incident that drove you to write something else? Like just com something completely mundane and boring that happened. And you were like, I'm going to make something really cool <laughs> translation <laughs> of this. I was in my daily routine, like going to school, riding the public transportation vehicle. And yeah. It was raining and I wrote um, a poem not for you, I guess. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I read that. It just gives me the feels, you know, the emotions and everything. Like, oh, well, I just thought about this and yeah, I'll write this down. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was just something like that. I don't know. So that's all, again, that's all that happened? That is all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's weird. That is weird. So I'll tell yeah. you my favorite part about that poem. The, uh -huh. This is one of my favorite things about how of of the power of that that you as a storyteller and that we you know people in general people who like telling stories you know that we hold is that we can hold people's attention like when i'm reading you know a book that i really like or or you're watching a movie the the best way to know how how uh involved you are in the story is to see how well you're just gripped by the story. And you did something that I thought was so clever and funny was that you were talking to the yeah. reader. You were, you were telling them not to read too fast. And yep. I just thought that was so funny and so good. The, the idea that you're, you're telling the reader, first of all, this poem is not for you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're already telling them, wait, you're, you're giving them the decision right there. Do I want to read this or not? 
because how does she know it's not for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then you realize, okay, maybe she's writing, maybe she's writing to this person that we don't know, or she's writing to her split personality, possibly. Okay. But, no. And then you're like, no, 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 don't, don't read this too fast. Do you, when you're writing that stuff, like it's, it's fine if it comes within a second, maybe it took days. I don't know. Maybe it rained for three days and that's how you wrote that poem. <laughs> but when you, when you write something like that, are you, are you figuring out that this is the right thing to say right now? Or does it just feel like the right thing to say right now? I think I go a lot of trial and error at times, but yeah, sometimes it feels like, oh, this is the right thing that I would put it in this poem, and yeah, voila, it's done. <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. The, I think that's that's probably one of the best tricks that we have is to involve the readers so much that they feel like if they don't finish reading this, it won't end without them. Yeah. So did you ever feel like when you come up with something and you read it back, does it ever feel like it wasn't really you who wrote that? Sometimes I feel like Abigail is not me. <laughs> like, who is this girl? We're coming back to the split personality theory. Yeah, but... <laughs> wow. But yeah, coming up with those things are like sometimes it feels ordinary and after it feels ordinary I look at it and then wow, what did I write? What is this all about? And then there was this time when my mom read um one of my poems and she looked at me like, Oh I know this is you. I was like, no, that is not me. <laughs> and then, yeah, somehow like that. But sometimes it feels like um, people have this pen that, yeah, just like what I previously said, I use it to write while in my poems. And sometimes um, that pen isn't only their pen, it's also my and like we share the same story so that ink is like our words the same words we want to say yeah somehow like that and it doesn't feel like well it really feel like Abigail is another person I just sometimes have the urge to write sometimes I don't yeah just goes that way and do you, do you think that's a uh... Do you see that as a positive thing that, you know, when you write your, you're this other version of you and, and when you're not writing, when you're just living your life, you're, you're you. And then when you're writing, you're like slightly different you. Do you see that as a good, as a positive thing? Well, for me, it's a positive thing, actually, but considering the fact that Abigail is me, Steam is me, I am still me, and it doesn't change who I am. It's a part of me. Well, it's not just the name, it's the mood, the setting, and everything. 
yeah, it's still me. Yeah, yeah. What was the thing that you said before? Like you don't drive those kinds of stuff, or some you don't want people inside your head. Like, yeah. <laughs> why so? Yeah, why? Um, the reason I said that is because that's what I felt like ever since I was probably 13, 14, is that there's there's no reason for me to give anyone full access to who I am because I didn't see a benefit in doing that. And this is me, you know, deciding this at a very, at that age, that there's no reason for everyone to know everything about me. So yeah. I never thought, like my childhood dream was to become a game designer, to design oh. games, because I, I love, I love being taken, I love being overwhelmed by, by, by storytelling. Like, you know, that's why some stories I just, I go too deep. Like, I, that's why I love video games. I wanted to make video games so I could live in that space for as long as possible. You know, I, I enjoy anything bigger than reality, I guess. So when it came to poetry, I just feel like I love fiction because uh, I can be anything and I can say anything. And I can say it through a character. I could just have to give it a character name. And then that is his voice or her voice. And it's not my opinion. So no one can know me in a way. And, mm -hmm. but the, the reason that I stay away from poetry, besides knowing very well that I can't, I don't think I can do it, uh, is that I think it would be hard for me to uh, hide anything if I was writing poetry. Like, I think it requires a lot of honesty. And I don't think I have, I don't think I have that skill yet. That's just, I don't know, just my belief. I could be wrong. Who knows, you know, maybe, okay. maybe when you're, you're a doctor in 12 years and you're writing poetry again, maybe I would have written poetry by then. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I'll give myself 12 years to, to, write, okay. to, write, to write a poem. <laughs> It's okay. I think I just wanted the, I just want like, you know, in credits when you read, when you read, watch a music video or you read the movie's credit sequence. And it shows the guy mm -hmm. who wrote the movie, the guy who wrote the song is like the lyricist. Like we, songwriters yeah. are also called lyricists, right? I just love the word, yep. so I want to be called that someday. Like, oh, okay. the lyrics were written by me. <laughs> Anything else that pops in your head? Because I'm, I might have to cut that down. You asked me an extremely private question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was somehow intentional. <laughs> Just joking. Imagine that you know there's other girls out there like like Abigail or Christine, and mm -hmm. they're listening to you. They've you know they've read your guide. They've they've read your poetry. Um, what would you like them to know if they're you know they're imagine they're just like you. If there was someone like you listening to you right now, okay, is there a particular message that 
you would like to give them? For me, um, don't doubt yourself. Like, believe in yourself. And that's the most important thing. And in writing, you could vent out. You could either find yourself or something like that. But doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Yeah, that's a famous quote by Suji Kasim, I guess. Um, it's just that people nowadays have so much potential in them, but they choose to um, hide that gift. But for me, I'd encourage them. I'd encourage you and perhaps to the listener right now, I'd encourage you to write. And there's still room for improvement. Yeah, there is much room for improvement. You could grow in writing. And in writing, it's not just that. It's not always about um, personal experiences. I guess. You, you could write about anything. And let your imagination just kick in. And people are creative in different ways. And in writing, it's just, it's a whole world of creativity. And it doesn't mean that you're different and you suck. No, it's not like that. Um, uh, people have their own style. And for me, I think it's beautiful because um, not all colors in the rainbow are the same and they make this beautiful view in the sky. For me, um, different styles contribute to the beauty of um, literature in general. So I'd encourage people to write, to grow, and to learn. Yeah, don't ever doubt yourself. Everyone is great in their own way. And I want them to think that we all are um, somehow equal. They, we all are equal because we write, we are art, and we do art. Yeah. And for me, I don't want to have this barrier between the featured writer and non-featured <laughs> writer like that. Because people are amazing. They just need to, like, um, uh, they don't have to be that so that they could um, portray their feelings or their emotions and for me um, being a writer means being a writer and you are a writer even though um, just like I've said in the past even your mind has three recommends or the such and don't ever think slowly of yourself yeah that's how I want it to mean, yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 7 of Story Talking. You can listen to Abigail's story, Still Listen Rage, on the Listen page. She will also be featured in the upcoming winter 2017 issue of The Storyteller. Her guide is available right now. It's called Solving the Puzzle of You storytelling make sure to check out next week's episode with walking contradiction aka ken ramos and if you haven't already do listen to last week's episode 
with Lucy Salgado. Thank you.